Hey, welcome to episode number two of our Super Wide podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Teresita, aka Lee Goddess. We have a very special episode today. We're going to be talking about financial responsibilities for people that have sent money to inmates, um, whether it be their husband, wife, father, son, daughter, whoever you may have in there, any of your loved ones. And when that becomes unhealthy, when they start requesting for more money and not really being upfront as to why they need that kind of money. And basically what it means when that happens and how to handle those things. And so we're going to be getting a lot of opinions from different people, including myself and Christopher, aka Big Wino, which is also my partner and co-host to this podcast. And also a special surprise is a fellow inmate named Ryan Kelly, who actually has spent time with Christopher in prison. We actually asked him this same question that's going to be focused on this podcast and he gave us some of his opinion, some advice on his end, an unbiased opinion, which I felt was really important, um, just coming from his perspective and what that climate is and where he is in prison. Um, He's currently in Utah and we're going to be sharing a little bit more about his story, but um, I look forward to what you guys hear in this podcast, how you guys like it. Please feel free to reach out if you have any topics or any other questions that you'd like for us to touch base on this. This podcast is meant to build relationships and to support prison families, um, to support friendships, relationships in the community. We just want it to be an overall positive experience. So I just want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for your support for your constant listening, your likes, your comments, and things like that, all of your feedback. It means a lot to us, and we are excited to share our journey with you and other people's journey that have tied into ours along the way. And I hope you enjoy this episode number two of the Superwide Podcast. Thank you. Shout out this week goes out to my life underscore as underscore a underscore prison wife on Instagram. She posted a question that was anonymous from another prison wife that says a week ago, my husband told me he needed $150. I just sent him $150 the week prior. And while I said no, and here we are, he has called me every name in the book He said, I'm retarded. He said, I'm an idiot, etc. It's all bad because I haven't helped him. He said, I'm leaving him high and dry left for dead. And she's basically asking for advice from other prison wives as what to do in this situation. But we figured it'd be interesting to get the point of view from an actual inmate. Yeah, so um, we're still connected with a lot of uh, the friends that I have in prison. So I thought it might be a good opportunity to include them on the conversation. And I chose like the realest people I could find who would be completely honest and not try to hustle, you know, anyone. And they don't have any reason to. So, you know, here's the answers that we were given. A little backstory on um, my friend. Ryan Kelly, better known as R. Kells, that's what we called him, uh, was 19 when he went in. 
He is 30 years old now, so he's done about 11 years. He has 10 more years to go. And um, I met him about five years ago when we were both locked up in a Colorado DOC. He's currently in a Utah DOC, transferred. Um, So I thought it would be interesting to ask him because I feel like sometimes um, the listeners think that that people are too far removed when they're not in prison to get a real genuine answer. So I chose the most honest person I knew and I asked him the question, you know, I read him the same uh, message and this is what he had to say about it. I feel like it's selfish sometimes, like on a, on a real man's standpoint, like I get what he's saying, but I understand how hard it is for people on the streets. Like if, you, if your lady's not leaving you high and dry, like I understand, like I have troubles myself, you know what I'm saying? So I try to make sure all my money counts and I get I get both sides. I shouldn't agree with how we handle the situation. Like, I wouldn't snap on my brother like that just because, like, she's my lifeline. You know what I'm saying? You get more beer with honey. You get more beef with honey than you do with, with vinegar. And you kind of have to rely on her. You can't snap on her for, you know what I'm saying? It's, young, it's, it's bad out there right now. You know what I'm saying? And the the price of living to going up. I mean, you can watch the news and see what time it is. You know what I'm saying? And understand that it ain't, it ain't easy for people. But in prison, like, they're raising the price of canteen on us. I promise very, like, just go like they're raising the price of living out there for y'all. They're raising the price on us. In here, I mean, a bar of soap cost me, the cheapest bar of soap cost me a dollar four, you know what I mean? But that's just for one bar of soap. Usually it used to cost, you know what I'm saying, 45, 50 cents. Now it's costing a dollar four for a bar of soap. So the nigga wash his ass. And I understand why he needs more money, but he's probably more fiscally responsible and handle his money better. Or try to turn that money into something else, trying to build a hustle or something. Sure. nigga. I was just curious, I have my own ideas and thoughts about this, but if I was calling you and and you you sent me money when we were in prison, when I was in prison, and um, and we actually, we spent a lot of money, you spent a lot of money on me in prison towards the end, especially with the phone time and all that, mm-hmm. but if you sent me $150 one week, and then I asked you the very next week for another $150, and then when you said that you didn't have it or you couldn't or whatever the case may be um or you could but you just didn't feel comfortable with it and my reaction to you was you know what fuck you you're a jerk for not doing it you're leaving me high and dry you know do you even care about me like if i gave you that kind of reaction what would be going through your mind first of all i would be super upset because you know that's not a low amount of money you know it's not it's not easy especially when you're paying other bills and things like that to give an extra amount of that amount which is like you know groceries or bill you know like a light bill or something like that so I'd be upset and then I would honestly ask myself what is this relationship or friendship or or whatever the case may be what is this actually based off of I would feel extremely used, you know, like, is this just a transactional relationship? Because, you know, this doesn't just pertain to relationships romantically. It could be like a mother sending money to her son or a husband sending money to his wife or, or whatever the case may be, any inmate. Yeah. So it makes me think emotionally, 
is there anything in this relationship other than just the money now that this has become an issue? And then I would ask straight point blank, what are you getting into right now? Right. You know, because at that point, you kind of know what stuff costs because of conversations, you know, like how much phone time costs, how much food costs, how much, you know, even the streaming service on the tablets. Like if you're really, if you're really communicating with your inmate, you know, like, you know how much stuff costs. So $150 to blow through within a week like you're going to ask questions like what are you spending this money on and if it's not legit like what are you trying to get out of because then automatically your mind goes to they're in some shit that they're not supposed to be in right and myself being an inmate like i i under like i know what kind of stuff goes on in there and i know that you you can't put yourself in a situation that requires $300 in 2 weeks um by not doing some fucked up shit or becoming a a huge target for some kind of reason. And even if you do become a target, you know, depending on your personality, even if you do become a target, there's ways that you can handle it without money. And although they're not always the best ways to handle things, like if I'm an inmate and I'm getting money from another inmate, and he's he gives me 151 week and I'm coming at him again the next week for 150 dollars because I'm trying to extort that guy like you know what I mean and I'm I'm bulldogging that guy like where does that end so as it like if I'm an inmate getting bullied like that like I, I really do have to kind of stand up for myself I can't like there there really is you know prison is a dangerous place but at the same time you have to stand up for yourself as as a man in there and if you don't this shit will happen but i don't feel like that's what's going on with this guy i feel like what's really happening with this guy is he got himself into some shit and um kel's like what kind of what kind of shit would like happen like what would cause someone to need that kind of money oh he's he's getting high if he needs that kind of money he's getting high like he's buying, he's buying work, all bullshit aside. Like I'm not trying to throw nigga under the bus, but you could most most time you can't even spend that kind of money on commissary. Like most facilities have a limit of like 45, 50 bucks. The most I've ever seen somebody able to order is like 75. Oh, that was on their books. You know what I'm saying? And if you're spending that kind of money, you're, you're tricking off your money. You're not. There's no reason for you to need that kind of money, especially in a week. You can only commissary once a week, unless you're using a phone, unless you have to buy phone time. Then I can see you earning money like that, but. Usually, if you get money, your people keep money on the phone. Yeah, or they could be spending money gambling. So. Yeah, poker. I mean, even then, like, poker, you don't really, like, you, you would have your people put it on somebody else's book. Because then, otherwise, the person that you owe is going to have to wait weeks on end for you to pay them. So, say you owe a few hundred dollars poker debt and you can only order, you know what I'm saying, a hundred dollars a week. It's, it's still how you just That nigga be waiting three weeks to get paid. Something's good. He probably should come clean about something. Like, hey, babe, I got a problem. She, she asked him, like, nigga, are you getting high? Like, if you can figure this out, we can work on this together type shit. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, there's no need for, to cuss, cuss your lady out. Because she said he, she said he money. That's a bit of a motion niggas keep. I know dudes who got broads, who got females on her team, and they're not getting a, a, a red cent from them. You know what I'm saying? At least you got somebody on your team. You got to be the person that
So yeah, that communication is super important and being transparent in a situation like this, like there's no, there's no way to bullshit your way through this, especially when it's that much money in that short amount of time, you just have to be blunt. And also, you know, as someone who's supporting someone in prison, like you have to make sure your shit is good. Because if your finances are out of whack, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help yourself. It doesn't help anyone around you. It doesn't help the inmate. Um, we were just talking about this too. Like, I was wondering, like, did I give you like an account of what was happening? Because I don't really, it, you know, I've been out a year now. And so I, I forgot like some of the conversations that we had until we started discussing it. And, um, and like some of the comments on this post, um, you know, where the, the lady was talking about, you know, she, she holds her inmate accountable for every dollar that is spent. Yeah. And I feel like, um, I try to always do that with you because I didn't want you to feel like I was using you. Cause it was really important to me that if you were sending me anything, whether it's a letter or money for phone or like, you know, you know, you sent me a significant amount of money while I was in prison, I think Mm -hmm. for those years. And, um, and even if it was half that or a quarter of that or third, like it could have been 1% of what you sent me. And I would have always showed my gratitude in that because I understand that you don't have to be giving me anything, Mm -hmm. you know, but because of that, I wanted to be accountable to you. I wanted you to be able to trust that every dollar that you sent me was going exactly to the purpose that you sent me the money for. Yeah, we never had any issues like this because to be honest, I didn't really have to ask you to tell me where the money was going. You were telling me and you were sending me detailed line, you know, it went to stamps, it went to commissary, it went to new shoes for when you had to run, you know, do mm-hmm. do track stuff outside or play basketball or whatever or if it went towards um like those specialty menu foods like if you guys had arby's or dominoes or whatever coming in you know that would be a little bit more money than standard commissary so you would say that you spent x amount of this or or whatever um but yeah in the post there was comments of women saying what they do in a situation especially when they're sending a significant amount of money because more so than just like 25 dollars or $50, but anything more than that, like they were basically having them tell them how many stamps they were buying and how much food they were getting or, you know, um, if they needed to spend money on like any extra events that were going on in the facility. Because a lot of times it would be like a movie night or um, they would be getting takeout for a Friday or something like that. And some of them were pretty honest about not really trusting them um and their fidelity so some of them are like all right if if you're buying 20 stamps and i only got 10 letters you know you better tell me where those other 10 stamps went to and you better not be writing other females or or you know things like that like so there are there are trust issues involved in situations like this which is why communication is extremely important 
when you're going through something like this. There's there's no way to bullshit through it, to be honest. Like, for me, I could tell, you know, I feel like I, I have a good read on people if they're bullshitting me or not. And to be honest, you don't want to waste your time on someone who only sees you as a dollar sign. Yeah, I'm sitting here kind of going through some of the comments. I mean, there's a lot of comments on this because people feel, you know, similar to how we feel. But one of the things that I do know is I it, being in prison, I was locked up with a lot of selfish people. Like, although prison is a terrible place and it's messed up, it also brings the worst out in people sometimes. But when it comes to um, feelings of desperation and, and hopelessness, that comes out and there's also people in there that are, they are, that is their hustle. Their hustle is to get women to write them and find a pen pal and get money out of them. Like that's their whole hustle. Their whole thing is trying to um, get as many women on the team as they can and get as much money from each of them as they can or visits and attention because that's, you know, really, I don't know. It's just the thing that they want to do. And um, it's not, it's not really noble you know, at all. It's not honorable to be doing that as, as a man. Um, I feel like, especially if you've chosen to marry someone. Yeah. I mean, I, I've heard of guys that, you know, weren't married and using women like that and stuff like that. And some women knew about it. Some women didn't. And some other, um, in visitation they would see and recognize when there was a different female with that guy or or whatever Mm -hmm. but like if you're choosing to marry someone and they're gonna be your someone while you're locked down and you're doing that and hustling or whatever like that's like i don't fuck with that like yeah and to be honest like even when when i was in prison like i was able to always hustle if you if you sent me twenty dollars and i really wanted to like i was trying to stay out of trouble towards the end so i wasn't hustling so much but from the beginning, I, I mean, I started with the bag of coffee and I ended up having a store in prison for years. And so I didn't really have to pay for a whole lot of stuff um, when I was in prison because I had a hustle. I didn't need the money from people. I was able to hustle myself. And although some of these hustles, they'll get you write ups or they'll get you in trouble. Um, I was never trying to get a part. I wasn't trying to be a part of like the major hustles, like the like big the drug, the drug and... scene and stuff like that, which is a big hustle. And that's big, big money hustle. And and it's super easy to get involved with, depending on the facility that you're at. But um, there is a million other hustles. Like I would draw cards for people. I would I would write poems and I would help people write letters because I was better at better at um, using my words than they may have been. You know what I mean? Right. So, I mean, you can clean shoes. I knew people that clean cells of other people who who polish shoes, who iron clothes. You know, there's a whole like there's a whole community and society of of entrepreneurs that kind of exist in there and workers that exist that hustle for for money somehow so i feel like those kind of hustles even if you could get if you would get written up for them or whatever like i feel like those ones kind of happen on their own because i would see that in like school when i went to high school people would do like that candy bar hustle they would go and buy candy by like the bags and then like double up on the pricing or or whatever so that kind of hustle if you were telling me about that i i personally me personally wouldn't be like um upset about it yeah you know what i mean but when you get into the drug scene the gambling scene um anytime where you're 
where you can harm other people or get yourself harmed. Yeah. Those are the hustles that I'm like, yeah, you don't need to be in that. Right. You know what I mean? And I, th- I was a part of that in a way too, but I, I feel like I was always, it depends on what kind of person you are in there, man. I, I always felt, I mean, you're never a hundred percent safe, but I felt like with the things that I was doing, like, cause I would do fantasy football and I would like, you know, I would be a part of a certain amount of gambling, I guess you could say. But at the same time, it wasn't, I never felt like I was in a group of people where I was going to be at too much risk that I couldn't handle. And, you know, the reality of the situation is in prison, you know, you put a bunch of dudes in there um, with that lack of like, you know, they got the sensory deprivation going on. They're locked up. So you feel kind of like caged like an animal. Sometimes you could become an animal. if, If you don't really know yourself, you can lose it sometimes in there. And there's so many mental health issues that go on in there that people are going to fight. You know, men are going to fight and it's going to be really hard. You're going to be hard pressed to find a gentleman that's been in prison that didn't have to at least fight one time. Um, there's a few people that ha- that I've met that said they, ha- they haven't had to. But for the most part, you're in a boys club. You're, you know, you're locked down with a bunch of dudes all the time that energy gets high. People have bad days, holidays are rough. And, um, you know, so that happens. But I feel also that you should never really be too afraid of an ass whooping. I guess you're not going to win them all. You're not going to lose them all. But I I feel like if this guy needs that much money, and he's talking like that, he, he may be talking kind of reckless to other people. So, you know, maybe maybe he has to just kind of get what he has coming to him. And I mean, I hate, I I don't mean to say that in an insensitive way, but I feel like you can't always be bailed out while you're in prison. You got to learn how to stand on your, your own two feet and you can't rely on other people to bail you out. It's one of the places that you have to learn to become your own man. And if you can't do that, then you're going to have a lot of trouble when you get out as well. And I feel like that, sense of entitlement is a very reckless and dangerous emotion to have while you're locked up too because it's abusive yeah it's very much so that's straight straight up that's abuse like the way that he was calling his lady names if that's exactly what happened that's straight up verbal abuse over the phone and who knows where that could go if he wasn't on a phone if he was right next to her you know Mm -hmm. i don't know So in conclusion, we're going to go ahead and end our show with a kind of a final thought. And um, basically, I want to kind of bring it back full circle. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're a a prison wife, a prison husband, a wife or a husband or a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever you may be there. The universal, I think, message in this particular situation is it's not okay to not communicate with your with your spouse, you know, with your loved one. It's not okay ever to abuse them in any way, especially when you're you're being helped by them. So if you're getting abused like this, if you're if you're feeling attacked like this, 
it's not okay. It's not okay to be in an unhealthy relationship where someone is abusing you. And it's not okay to be abusing people for not getting what you want. Um, and that's not just a, that has, that's not just a prison wife thing. That's not just a prisoner thing. That's a universal thing. I feel like it's important to establish boundaries at this point um, from this particular situation that we were talking about. And thank you to Ryan Kelly for coming in and sharing his points of views in that because I I feel like it's important for people to understand the climate of what it's like to be in prison. Um, You know, there has to be a lot of fear in there too I feel like a lot of times when people act out like that and they they bring out especially men bring out this bravado this like real alpha male thing to kind of hide fear yeah you know and this is why being transparent and having communication is very important even if you can't communicate on the phone um with someone because there may be ears listening or things like that but try to confide in letters or cards or something and just be really honest about what you're going through and but like you were saying it's it's not it's not okay um and in this situation they're married they chose to make the commitment to be together and she I feel like she has a choice of whether she's going to give him some hard love and like you know yeah. kind of let him sweat it out a little bit right or she's going to give in and give him what he wants you know we don't we don't know the outcome of this all we know is is the beginning story of it. Right. But and and it's equally her right. Right. To not give him anything. Mm-hmm. It's it's just as much her right to say no as it is to cave in. Right. It's um, her choice. It's her choice. Just like it's all of our choices who are involved with um this type of situation. Um it's always our choice. Just like it's always their choice. And in a lot of cases, it was their choice that got them put in that position in the first place. So that being said, I would really suggest, like like Lee Goddess was just saying, that you really evaluate your relationship and how to make it how to make it better. Keep working on it, keep working on keep working on yourself and being because that's that's pretty much all we can control is being better communicators within ourselves establishing boundaries for ourselves that's pretty much all we have control of we don't have control over other people um but we do have control as to how we accept how they treat us right right so um i'd like to kind of put out there if anybody would like to be a pen pal to Ryan Kelly would like to write him. Um, he's, you know, he's, he's kind of told us that he'd be interested in writing people and just answering questions. Yeah. Answering questions. Um, if you know, he needs, he needs friends, he needs positive people in his life. Um, he's really trying to stay on the good side of things. You know, he's trying to, he's trying to not do any of the bad stuff in there. He's trying to, you know, stay out of trouble and writing and being a part of this show has kind of given him purpose, a little bit of purpose. And yeah. I feel like a little bit of confidence too. Yeah. When we invited him into this, I, I felt his tone change. Yeah. And I feel it, it, you know, I feel like it makes him feel like he's, he can make a difference somehow, even from being in there. So, um, 
So if you want to contact him, then, you know, contact us. You can contact us at Lee Goddess, L-E-E-G-O-D-D-E-S-S on Instagram or or at superwide TC mm-hmm. on Instagram. You can DM, DM us and um, we'll happily give you the contact info if you want to ask questions of an inmate directly. It may be something that you'd like to do and, you know, there's no pressure and, you know, he's, he's willing to do it, as are we. So, yeah. Thank you guys for listening and we look forward to sharing more topics and please hit us up if you have any ideas that you want us to touch base on and uh, shout out to all you prison wives, all you prison husbands, yeah, all the families holding it down for everybody. We love you guys and we'll talk to you next time. Super wide. <laughs>